You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Just after 3.30, this is The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Roots, it's fair We shouldn't say. be live. We should have been on and done with. We should be lying back at home watching a test match, Kim. Well, when's the last time we saw a five-day test match, Roots? It's been a total disaster, the Australian a tour wreck. of India. It's been a disgrace, some would say. Ooh, that are now more you're qualified. getting volatile. No, I'm just quoting others <laughs> that are more qualified, like Alan Border. He's back to Captain Ooh. Grumpy again. Uh, let's head over to India, though, and get a more uh, forensic look at what went wrong because not much went right as we welcome the cricket guru himself. The voice of cricket he's become, Roach, Bharat Sundarasan, is live in India. Bharat, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys, and you're right. Uh, I've got to sleep in this morning. Uh, <laughs> not that I was looking forward to it. Uh, it. It was shaping up to be such a mm, yes. brilliant test match. Even when Jared and I got to the ground yesterday morning, we thought, ooh, are we in for a classic? And then 90 minutes later, it was all over. Oh, it's staggering. Uh, the words total disaster, I think it's accurate, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not someone who uses uh, the word disaster with, with, with sport, uh, uh, but if ever, this, this is pretty close to it, you, you would yeah. assume, uh, because... Australia put all the plans and all the preparations into place leading into this tour. Uh, and they've been talking about winning in India for a long, mm. long time, many years before they got here. Uh, and to then um, basically twice in two weeks uh, be bowled out uh, more or less in one session uh, doesn't make for good reading. And, uh, and it is concerning. Like, I mean, where to next? Right? Like, they had, uh, they went all defensive last week. Uh, they went all aggressive mm. this week, and neither has worked out. And uh, yeah, I mean, even some of the speaking to some of the Indian players, they're a little bit amused about how quickly these two test matches are finished. Yeah, three days for uh, both of them. When I say disaster, I say in a sporting context, yes. Rich. Now, Barat, talk about plans. Who put sweep shots and reverse sweep shots in the Australian batting book? <laughs> Who is responsible for that disaster? Uh, well, good question. Uh, I, I guess like each individual will have to take it upon uh, himself uh, because there are some guys in this batting lineup, as we know, who are very comfortable playing the sweep shot. I mean, Kwaja at the top, Manus and Alex Carey, but a lot of others, including Steve Smith, just didn't look uh, like they uh, they were in control of what they were doing, and it was pretty. Uh, it made for pretty tragic viewing, to be honest. In especially those fifteen twenty minutes, and all those wickets mm. fell. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I couldn't get my head around it. I mean, Steve Smith scored so many runs in India in the past, uh, not playing the sweep shot, and why he would have chose that shot at that exactly. point against um, a, a spinner who's probably the hardest to sweep, which is Ashwin, because he varies his length so much. Um, uh, we will never know. Uh, maybe we will. Steve Smith might talk about it someday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even some of the others, even Alex Carey, as much as I love him, uh, it was just terrible execution of the reverse sweep, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the result is in front of us.
But, Barad, I read a number of qualified reports where it was decided or was said that it was a lack of discipline because you don't see the Indian players playing the sweep shot and because of the variable bounce, it just made it such a high-risk proposition, yet we persevered and we failed. Uh, no, absolutely right. Uh, and I think it's also fair to um, not directly compare Australian batters against Spain to Indian batters against Spain. I mean, they've grown up on these pitches, the mm. Indians, uh, and they have a different skill set. Uh, I'm not saying it's a better skill set, but uh, they have more supple wrists. They have uh, the ability to jump out of the crease and manipulate the field, like we saw even yesterday, the likes of Kohli and Pujara and even Young K's brother towards the end. Uh, I think where Australia probably got it wrong is when Travis Head scored those quick runs on the second evening, mm. and he generally does it in his own way, doesn't he? Maybe the rest of the batting lineup thought that's the only way to go about it. Uh, because I thought Peter Hanscom had shown them the way in the first innings. Mm. I thought he played a beautiful innings. Uh, Osman Khawaja played a lot of shots, yes, and it came off. But I thought Peter Hanscom had provided a perfect blueprint for the rest of the Aussies to uh, know how to bat in these conditions and still be able to score runs. Uh, but unfortunately, once they went in there, uh, they just flew through that blueprint out of the window and uh, decided to play shots that are unnatural to them. Uh, and like I said, uh, it didn't take too long for Ashwin and Puja, Ashwin and Jadeja to clean them up. Perhaps the breaking news of the afternoon is that Australia's captain, Pat Cummins, is returning to Sydney for personal reasons and will be there for the third test. What does that do for the preparations of this Australian team when they need their leader mm. actually taking care of the damage that was done in Delhi? Oh, I mean, firstly, thoughts and prayers with the uh, Cummins family. Uh, from what we hear, it's, it's an illness to the family, and he's uh, going back for that. Uh, and I, I think anyway, uh, Australia would have taken a break for a few days mm-hmm. uh, from training because there was a long gap between the second and third test, as you know, a week-long gap, which is now nearly 10 days as a result of this test finishing in uh, three days. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, overall for the Australian team, it's a good idea to just take take a break from cricket because after Nagpur, they were right there, back in there, trying to figure out uh, new ways of tackling spin. And I don't know whether uh, that helped or not. Uh, on day five, on what should have been day five of the first test, they were having a centre-wicket practice session, as we know, in Nagpur. And some of them, uh, I'm not sure, didn't look very good against the spin that they were facing that day either. So uh, I think it's a good idea to just take a complete break. Uh, and look, we also have to manage our expectations. I mean, I was one of those who felt that this would be Australia's best chance to win here. But India have lost only 13 matches in the last 23 years at home in this millennium. So it's not very easy to win here. And what Australia can, despite the disastrous nature of the two defeats, uh, there are more positives than what you would generally expect from a visiting team who've been beaten so badly. With Todd Murphy is one of them, right on top. Travis Head has shown signs that, look, maybe opening the batting in these conditions could be the way out for him. Uh, and if they can build on that for the next two tests, even if they don't win both two, uh, both of those two tests, who knows, maybe they'll set themselves nicely mm. for whenever they come back here uh, in four or five years' time. Very true. You just were, used the word disastrous then too. Just thought I'd pick you up on that. <laughs> we miss nothing. Uh, Norda's former Australian captain, Ian Chappell. Everyone's having a crack at the Australian players, but he has the selectors firmly in their sights. I quote, he said, "If because he, he says they panicked. And I quote, 
Ian Chappell says, if you want to look at panic, the dropping of head and playing Renshaw, saying he's a good player of spin bowling, and then you go and bat him in the middle order. You come into the second test with one quick only. You fly Kuhneman over from Australia and you play him ahead of Agar, who bowls the same sort of stuff and was in the original squad. Now, you telling me that that is not panic by the selectors. Have the selectors got a bit to answer for? Uh, no, I think everybody has a lot to answer, the coaching staff, the selectors, uh, the players themselves. Uh, because what we saw last morning was just uh, a deep uh, example of panic. Uh, we saw it in Nagpur as well in the second innings when Australia just uh, surrendered to the Indian spinners by just not leaving their crease. Uh, yesterday was another type of panic. Uh, and, mm. and you're right. I mean, the selectors do definitely have a lot to answer for because you brought... Uh, a squad where, what, Cam Green is injured, mm. Josh Hazelwood is injured, Mitchell Stark is injured. You didn't know whether, I mean, you clearly brought them here uh, in, more in terms of hoping that they would be fit for the first, the second, the third test, uh, which doesn't help when they are some of your key players. Uh, and as a result, they've had to, and of course, the David Warner injury doesn't help, uh, which they were no control of. Uh, but it, it just means that, uh, like Hasha Brogle has said a lot of times on commentary, you have a lot of unselectable players. Uh, so even though your squad strength might say 16, 17, you basically reduced it to 13 or 14. Uh, and that never helps. And as you uh, noticed with Matthew Kuhneman just flying in and playing the debut, he made a fair debut, you, you assume. But uh, it doesn't help. I mean, it does It does uh, reek of panic in some sense. Uh, so, yeah, look, again, I, like I said earlier, speaking to some of the Indian players, some of the senior Indian players, they almost feel like, Australia are running us close, but then I don't know what happens in that one or two mad sessions where mm. they just lose the plot, as we've seen now twice in the second inning. Well, well here's the key point, Barrett. I, I accept you look at the numbers and you would say playing India in India is one of the greatest challenges in Test cricket today. But the point we can't ignore is there's losing and a bewildering way in which the Australians lose. And I note by going online and reading the Indian papers at the moment that great impression left is this Australian team doesn't have any fight in it and dare say it hasn't had fight in it since Justin Langer left it. Uh, I mean, that, that is a very harsh uh, uh, way of looking at it. And I know it comes from a lot of uh, parts of Australia. I, I don't think it, it's a question of like hardness or softness, uh, uh, if, if I can say that. It, it, it's more a question of just... Uh, accepting how difficult this, this challenge is. And, and look, I've seen it happen to so many teams. All these uh, best laid plans uh, come to naught once the reality check of playing test cricket in India hits you in the face. And uh, uh, that's, I think, what has happened uh, to Australia. And they've not really reacted well. Yes, that, that, that's true. I mean, it's in front of us, the fact. Uh, so, look, like I said, uh, they still have two more test matches. Uh, I, I'm not saying Australia will definitely come back and level the series. It doesn't look very likely at the moment. Uh, but they can definitely look themselves in the mirror and say, uh, you know, we've really not, we really not put on a show yet uh, in the series. And it, this uh, defeat would have hurt a lot more. Because very rarely do you get a chance to run the game in India, like they did for large portions of the game. Uh, they could have scored more runs in the first innings. They sh- should have bowled out India cheaper and got a bigger first innings lead. Neither happen, and uh, then you have the one of those crazy sessions like we've seen in Nagpur and Delhi, and it's all it's game over from there. 
Well, a lot of Australians are frustrated. The texts are coming through. It says, Australian sweep shots. We've been playing in India for over 100 years, and we still haven't worked out that the wickets in India have an inconsistent bounce. That's from Simon in Noosa. Hey, Brett, we always appreciate you jumping on the line. We know how busy you normally are over there, but we'll let you go back to the poolside and the and the uh, margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> ah, cheers, guys. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Enjoy. There he is, Spirat Sundarasan. And, uh, yeah, we'd like to see a five-day test. And it did look like it was going to be a classic. We, just like Barat and Jared Waitley, thought Sunday was going to be what, what sort of lead Australia brings in. We were thinking we were coming in for a noon show on Monday. Mm. And then in one session, Kim, one session, Australia loses, what, nine wickets for about 58 runs and it's done with. Yeah, ridiculous. All right, coming up on the show, we're going to be more cricket with Madeline Penner. The Scorpions are through to the grand final, taking on Tasmania. We'll find out what's happening at the Junction Oval in Melbourne. We'll go to a man man that's a member of a special club, uh, Roach, the one test only club. Bryce McGain will join us. And Ryan Burton at 4.30. Looking forward to having a chat to him to find out what was good and what was bad about Friday night's internal. This is Kimbo on the Roach.